This morning's scripture reading is from John chapter 6, verses 28 through 40. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Is God limited In fact, he was. One time, God limited himself within the man, Jesus of Nazareth. But it turned out to be not limitation of God, but manifestation of God. Because he just manifested God in the flesh, in full, by his complete obedience. And then, Jesus limited himself within church. And we must manifest church then. Watchman Nee said God put himself into flesh at the time of incarnation. Today, God has put himself into the church. His work and power are found in the church because we are the body of Christ. We are the church. Jesus died alone to save the world, but entrusted the world to church to work. How can we, church, work in the same way Jesus did? By incarnation of the Word, manifesting Jesus into reality. 
Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It's just true. It, it is true, right? To incarnate the word, the outer man must die. As the husk of wheat being broken by the soil fall and into the soil and the soil the people, the world will break us. And the spirit, the life in the husk will be released. Then the God's grace and love will be manifested. Not the husk, but the life in the husk. Not us. Jesus in us. So church becomes the oracle of God. But if not, Christ will be limited by us, the church. We can limit Christ in us if we are not broken. To incarnate the Word, so we must, to break our outer man, we must study the Word of God first. How do we study the Word? If we approach the world with our own knowledge, own cleverness, our reason and emotions only, we need them. But only with them, we cannot study the Word. We must encounter the Word with the Spirit within us. Because studying the word means not understanding the word, but becoming the word, becoming one with the word, the unity with the word. What you need suggests two things to study the word. First, our thoughts must be identified with the thoughts of the Bible. Many times we try to understand the Bible and apply into our context without thinking of the author, the thoughts of the author, and the context of the author. And second... Our spirit must be identified with the spirit of the Bible because the Bible is written by the inspiration of God, not only by the reason and mind and emotions of the author. And how can we know the latest 
the writing in the Bible is 2,000 years old. Old Testament is over 3,500 years ago. How can we know those ancient witnesses, their mind and their context and their situation in today, 2023? Unless we encounter the Word with our spirit, the same spirit they had. And we have the Spirit of God. So every time we open the Bible, we must break the outer man by inviting, requesting the Holy Spirit come into our heart and help us to return. Read the word. Discern the word. Otherwise, we will interpret and comprehend in our way. That's why we have so many different Christianity denominations in our country. And somebody told me, we have 10,000 sects, Christian sects in our country. 10,000 different sects. Because people interpret the Bible just their own way. So, studying the Word is more like a tuning guitar or tuning piano. I don't know how, I mean, we do tuning uh, uh, twice a year or once a year? Twice a year. I know guitar, Conrad, guitar maybe should be tuned every time you play. We're saying human being is out of tune so quickly. That's why we need to read the Bible daily, minimum daily. Tuning our heart by knowing God, the heart of God. So tuning our tone with the tone of God, rhythm of God, so we can play the melody of God, not my own melody. But it is an irony some Christians use their faith, even studying the word, Tune God. Not tuning themselves, but tuning God. God, so I read your word and you should be doing this for me. You should be God like that. I don't want cancer. I don't want bankruptcy. I don't want to be laid off. I don't want any trouble, God. We try to tune God as we studying the word. So Jesus lamented, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Because Jesus saw that so many, especially those religious leaders of Israel, Pharisees and Sadducees, so many of them, so many, thousands of people come to temple and worship and sacrifice. They are so devoted to keeping the law. But they are come and tuning God, not tuning themselves. There's no change. There's no transformation. 
What about church today? There are many, many Christians in this country. But not many workers. There are many, many needs. The harvest. But no one wants to serve. We don't work to increase the church membership. But increase our knowledge of God and assurance of salvation through tuning ourselves by God. Jesus taught us, lived, showing he's, he, he's been working and manifesting God by doing the same thing. Even Jesus was God himself. Worked hard to keep the intimate relationship with God. Remember? Oftentimes, whenever he has time, he withdrew himself from the crowd. He withdrew himself from his disciple and had his own devotional time by himself. So, we must work for the harvest others by knowing the love of God and have the assurance of salvation. Without that assurance of salvation of John Wesley, we're not here. At least you are not here in the Methodist church. Maybe you attend other church. That's totally fine. But we are claiming we are Methodists. We're not following the, the John Wesley. We're following Jesus as a Jesus, John Wesley as a, one of the just example. Emphasizing the assurance of salvation, sanctification of our faith. That's why we're here. So, John Wesley called our work, Christian work, as the means of grace. The way to knowing the grace of God. Because without grace, we can do anything. Believing, working for Christ, nothing we can do without grace. And if we study the word in spirit, then we mean, must minister the work. Work. Minister means work. The word. In Greek, diakonia logos. Diakonia logos. So today we call deacons. In the early church, they call deacons who work other than the preacher. Because there's so many things the deacons had to do. Work with the Lord. How can we work with the Lord? We work with the Word. The Word is 
the breath of God. Right? Without breath, you can talk. The breath of God, again, the bar in Hebrew. So the word must be realized. We're not just saying it. It has to be happen. It has to be real. It has to be true. So word is not just written doctrines, but living and organic reality. The church must be organic. Living, living. Who feels the pain of others. We, who will celebrate the joy of others. Who would wait for the people behind. Who will forgive those who sin against us. We must be organic. So we become the word by being broken of our pers- outer person. Watchman Nee said, God's power and life primarily are released through the ministry of the word. If the outer man is not smitten and does not have any open wounds, the inner man will have no outlet. Those who come for the message will hear sound only. They will not receive life. So, We know we're wounded, we're sick, but we're doctor, we're the healer, we're not perfect, but we pursue, we longing for the perfection, because Jesus said we are perfect, God says we are perfect, you are holy, we know we are not holy, but God says we are holy. Because God made us holy. Amen. So we are eligible. We are, have more than confident about going out and healing other people. People may, may not receive our healing or our treatment. Oh, you're sick. You have a problem too. How come you think you know, you're saying my problem? You try to heal me. Not me. Not us. Jesus Christ be released through us and heal the people. So Jesus claimed, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I mean, we see him as a Christ. Son of God. But the audience of Jesus at this time you're just a man, poor man, from Nazareth, the poor town. Who cares? Somebody from Nazareth. And you have no education, you have no background of good family or whatsoever. And he said, I am the bread of life. Bread of life means the Torah. How a Jew say, I'm the Torah. But that's the only way. 
Unless we become Torah, unless I become the Word of God, we cannot heal people. It's not about teaching them. It's not about persuading them, our theology, but showing, proving the Word in our life. Today, the church, the body of Christ, is the bread of life. We are the bread of life because we are the body of Christ. So the ministry of church is to feed people to sustain the life, give the life, not only for this life, but the life to come, the eternal life. We know no matter what we do, we will not eradicate the poverty of the world. We will not remove the problem of homelessness. We will not fix the problem of addiction or drug or whatever violence in this country or the whole world. We will not. We will not. But we are here to heal the people for the eternity. Eternal problem. So who is hungry though? Who will listen to your word? Who will see you, the word? People around you. People in your neighborhood, people in your family, maybe people in your house, people in your office, in your company. Those are who are the who are the hungry, who are the thirsty. In other words, who does regret? Who are resentful? Who grieve? Who is angry? Who suffers with the unforgiveness? Bitterness? Addiction? Depression? I'm sure you have those people around you. But a lot of people, they don't say true. They don't want you to know they're suffering. They're thirsty and they're hungry. They don't. So that's why we have to get closer and closer enough so they can tell you, John, I really need your help. I'm really suffering. I'm so depressed. I'm in addiction. I don't know what to do. The people should tell you. I told you last week, I, I, I'm okay with you, you know, you hang out with your friends. Instead of coming to church, and you can watch football with them. But not just watching football. Two people open their wounds to you. Because we are the doctors. We are not just a friend, buddy, we just, you know, hang out together. Not knowing where we are from, where are we going? But if we don't, because our burdens are so heavy, if we don't, so then we're simply neglecting them. Neglecting the responsibility. Neglecting the calling Jesus called you and me first. Friends, once again, life is God's command to live. We live not because your parents love each other. No. 
Because God specifically intended you to live what is life in Christ is finding the meaning and purpose. How can we find the meaning and purpose of life? Being needed by others and being there for others. Don't be alone. Maybe you saw this phrase in somebody's t-shirt. I'm a single, ready to mingle. But I take that. Take that. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't be lonely. Ready to mingle. Ready to mingle with other people. Because they need you. They need us. Be with the people. Ready to mingle with others to the minister, the word. And that is how we preach the word. I'm the only one preaching. I will preach the word on this pulpit. Yes, my weekdays, I'm going to preach the word in my life as well. But you preach the word by minister the word. Being with the people. Find your meaning and purpose and help other people find their meaning and purpose as well. Because preaching is not about elegant speech or touching message with the great stories. But just genuine spirit by representing, releasing Jesus through us. I love the little thing that you can find the, called the fish wrapper. You know the fish wrapper. Maybe Martins have a fish wrapper by the gate, right? I love those uh, you know, stories in the fish, fish wrappers. But I don't like fish, fish wrapper because it smells like fish. Even without fish, I'm not talking about that, you know, uh, that newspaper thing. But real fish wrapper smells fish because it had a fish. But what about flower wrapper? Even without flower, you smell flower there. Whatever we contain in us, whatever you possess in your heart, that's what smells people. If, you, if we contain Jesus Christ, we be, become the fragrance of Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, you don't have to talk to them. But if we contain all those bitterness, stubbornness, and unforgiveness, anger, shame, and guilt, people smell. Because they're spiritual as well. Everybody's spirit is alive because Jesus died for them. So let's not smell around. But unless we die to the old self, unless we die to ourselves, we cannot have Jesus and smells like Jesus. 
So in order to live, we have to die. Jesus said, whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. That's what he's saying. Hate the sin, the brokenness. Not to hate people. Even though they are sinful, don't hate people. Because he just died for them. Just hate their sin. But we know how much we indulge the sin, the brokenness of this world. So what can we do? There's only way, only one way. Jesus Christ, come to the light. I told you this is a little story. My childhood, my, my town had only one, like, street lights in the open space there. So when the, the, the day gets darker and darker, kids playing around the street lights, under the street lights. So it was good to uh, play hide and seek, you know, around the light. Of course, you want to go further and further from the light so no one can see you. It's like that. Jesus Christ is the light. Christians are the light. That's why people do not want to come to church. People do not want to be Christian. But you know what? The people come to church not changing. People come to you and not changing. Then it, we have a problem. The light's off. Once they come to the light, come to you and come to church, they should see the reality who of who they are, how dirty they are, how evil they are, how vain they are pursue. The world will know their reality if we are the light of the world. Jesus Christ. If we are Jesus Christ, they will know. And they will change. Or they are just stubborn not to change. Doesn't matter. That's what we should be doing. We cannot change them. But we be the light and it's their choice. So we must change first. If you are not bright, bright enough, if we really just keep complaining about this world, about our politics, about our economy, about the world, don't do that. It doesn't change them. We must change first, and they reflect themselves through our church. Then they will change, or they just being stubborn. Friends, let's be the unlimited church. Because Christ is unlimited. If we freely release him. And Christ come out of us and do his ministry. Touching people. Do the miracle. Reveal all the truth to them. Comfort them. It's not you and me. But using us. So let's not limit the love and grace of God. 
by not being broken, our outer man. But it is for us. It is not for them. We are working not for them. It is for us. Christianity is all about us. You know what I'm saying? If we sacrifice for them, if we serve them, it's not for them, it's for us. That's how Christ did as well. By doing so, we're getting closer and closer to God. As we're getting closer to closer to the people and love people, we'll get to closer to God. So it's for us. It's not for them. So if we, if we don't get closer to the people and work the word and serve people, then we will not get closer to God. And we will not know God. So let's study the word and minister the word and preach the word. So may the Lord find the way through us. Amen.